Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. So, so lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining. Um, what we're going to do today is have a conversation for you around how to create an intuitive-led private practice. And this is going to be so much fun because I love learning how to integrate spiritual practice and tools with how we establish, create, grow and scale a solid private practice. So if that's what you're interested in, then you are absolutely in the right place. That's what we're going to cover today. If we haven't met yet, hi, my name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I'm so pleased that you're here to join me. Before we get started, I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody that joined on Saturday for the workshop, which was all about how to map content, um, a year's worth of content, all in a way that makes sure that what we're putting out there as practitioners is really aligned with our values and our message. And it was so much fun doing that. Uh, everybody has now been emailed their recording and their workbook and other bits and pieces. If you missed it and and you would like to watch the replay, um, head over to the website or drop me a comment below and I can absolutely send you the link so that you can go and do that. And I'm super excited because these masterclasses happen, well my intention at the moment is for them to happen monthly. And the next one that's coming up is all about, oh yes, are you sick of hearing the term ideal client? Because I am, um, I, I think there was a place for it back in the 90s or, or the 2000s, but, uh, and I certainly learned about, you know, ideal clients and avatars and all of this, and I'm guilty of teaching it years ago as well. But um, look, there's a new way. And I want to teach you the new way of being able to attract your perfect for you clients or perfect for your practice clients um, in ease, grace and flow. And it's just, oh, it's so simple because I'm all about what's the simplest, quickest way that we can make you, um, get you set up to get a result in your practice. So if you want some more information on that, keep your eye and your ear out because that will be coming up towards the end of February. So they're always the fourth Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight time, time at the moment. Okay. And the other thing that I quickly want to share with you before we get into it today is um, a huge shout out to 
Bianca Brewer. So um, Bianca is somebody who I've known for about a year now and she's just an amazing practitioner. And when I say that, I mean she is so dedicated and so passionate and so committed to helping people break through barriers and embody the best and highest and truest version of themselves. And why I'm so excited is she has a workshop coming up. She wasn't able to run it last year because of everything that was happening with the pandemic, you know, but she's absolutely running it this year. And it is happening when, 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 let me check. Um, I'm just pulling up the event for you, but I can tell you it's about the workshop is about um, a journey of self-reflection, self-discovery and inner guidance. It's a two hour workshop presented by Julie from Zen and Space and Bianca from State of Mind Therapies. And during that workshop, the ladies are going to guide you through an art therapy approach and the approach that they're going to use actually has its foundation in narrative therapy Um, and they're going to help you create and understand your tree of life based on chakras I mean how cool is this I told you you were going to love it Um, so together they're going to guide you and help you to find ways for you to go deeper and really foster and cultivate that connection um, you know with your inner self and your inner guidance and they're going to do that by a range of things not only the art therapy and narrative therapy but also through sound healing which don't you love it crystal healing um, and meditations and it's just going to be so much fun so if you want more information you can head over to eventbrite the name of the event is called the chakra tree of life journey i'll also drop the information into my show notes for you so you can go and have a look there i know i don't normally do big shout outs and promos and things like that and this is not a paid promo it's just something i, I think you will love because i love it <laughs> so yeah go and check that out now the other thing we're getting down to business. How to create an intuitive private practice. Well, I've got six steps here that you can um, follow. And maybe if you have your notepad and pen, you might want to start to check some of these off or take some notes as we go along. And of course, make yourself some action steps because nothing's going to change for you in your business if you don't implement steps, right? Um, okay, so step one, the, the first step to creating an intuitive private practice is to really think about, um, you know, connecting the business plan and the business strategy with the vision that you that you draw from your higher self, from your inner guidance. OK, that's the first thing. So, you know, in other podcast episodes, we've spoken before about um, the importance of looking at your vision and then looking at your vision beyond the vision. So. If you're running a practice based on this inner guidance, based on intuition, what you're going to do is you're going to turn that vision into action steps. Those action steps are going to form your plan and form your strategy. Okay, so that's the first step. So really, if you haven't done any of that vision work yet, go back to some other podcasts and have a listen to those where I'll walk you through how to do that. And from there... You want to really look at if this got to be easy or if what would this look like over the next 12 months, okay? And the beauty of this is you don't have to wait until January or December to start. Um, you can start this work whenever. The important thing is that you just take action and you get started. 
So this kind of approach to business planning and business strategy is different to what we learn in, you know, a Master of Business Administration that seems to be very process oriented, very driven by those masculine, um, traditional masculine energies um, that are associated with planning, with logic, with doing, with um, structure and, and, you know, what's the tool and what's the recipe and what's the format that, that we follow. When we're doing it intuitively, um, those things are still important. We absolutely need to have some structures in place, but they're informed not by external things. They're informed by our blueprint that we have within us already. Okay, And all we're doing is we're accessing that and putting it out on paper. So it's an inner sourced vision. We're getting this vision from within and we're implementing it. Okay. The next thing that you will notice about people who create an intuitive led private practice um, have purpose and they walk their purpose. They embody their purpose without apology. These people don't have imposter syndrome because they understand that imposter syndrome means that there's something happening out there in the external world that's triggering something within them, that's causing something with them to rise up and heal. It's rising up to be seen so that it can be healed. But people who have an intuitive-led private practice, they're very comfortable because they're working, they're operating, they're living, they're embodying everything to do with their practice in total alignment with both their values and their shadow values. And their energy's really in a good place a lot of the time. I mean, we understand it's going to fluctuate, don't we? But a lot of the time it's in this really, really good place. And so what this means is when you understand that it's safe for you to walk your purpose, when you understand that being unique is your superpower, um, you suddenly realize that comparisons aren't even a thing anymore, that judgment isn't even a thing anymore. It, like, it doesn't even affect you. And that's where your power lies. And that's what allows you to be a leader, to not be somebody who says, well, I'm going to do it because I'm looking around and, well, that's what everybody else is doing. No. When you have an intuitive-led private practice and you're in total alignment, there's no fear. And so you become the one who leads. And that leader is doing things that are different, that not everybody else is doing. Everybody else is going to be, you know, rattled. They're, they're, going, to be, they're going to be saying things like, oh, can she really do that? Oh, I don't know. Is that safe? Oh, I don't know. They're over there doing that. You're not in that space, though. You're safely and boldly moving forward on the path that you know is your path to walk and by hook or by crook it doesn't matter what's going on externally you're still going to walk that path and guess what happens when you're a leader and you're walking that path people can't help but follow when they start to see hey look where she's going look what she's doing or, or he or they right it becomes a sign to other people that it's safe for them to embody their higher selves, their purpose, their inner guidance, their journey for themselves too, okay? And that's the amazing thing about um, being an intuitive-led private practice owner. You become an example of what's possible for others. Um, the other thing that we notice about intuitive-led private practice owners is that um, they're very, very good at reflecting releasing and letting go so what this means is 
um, you know, I, I encourage my clients every quarter to reflect on the quarter that's just been in their private practice. And we want to do that in terms of, of course, the structure. We have to look at key performance indicators. We have to look at the finances. We have to look at the marketing. We have to look at things like conversions. But we also want to look not just at what they were doing, but who they were being, how they were showing up, how they were feeling, right? And that's where a lot of other business coaches for private practice fall short. They forget to look at the other side of the equation. It's not just what we do. It's how we showed up. It's who we were. It's who we were being. It's the attitude we had. It's the characteristics we had. It's the thoughts that we had, the feelings we had, the vibe we had, all of that sort of stuff. And so an intuitive-led private practice owner will do that reflective work and will appraise it and say to themselves hmm maybe this happened because of this what am I willing to let go of what am I willing to release and what am I ready to call in for the next quarter because you know uh, with universal laws the universe doesn't like a vacuum the universe doesn't like empty space so when we release something that hasn't been working or that's no longer working we then create space for the next quarter for something else to come in its place, for something else to work, for something else to be an opportunity um, for growth, for expansion, for joy, for helping, for connecting, for whatever it is your word is for this year. So really think, ask yourself, do I engage in reflective practice? What needs to be released? What am I ready to let go of so that I can call in more of this over here for the next quarter? The fourth one is they raise their vibration by raising others. Okay, raising the vibration by raising others. And this is one of the things that I love so, 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 so much. Um, I believe this to my core that if you help others, um, you just feel good and then they're going to pick up on that vibe and then they're going to feel good. And I think when we raise other people up, it can feel weird for them sometimes because they're not used to it. <laughs> they're not used to perhaps having somebody support them for, you know, no return, for no money, for no this, for no that. Uh, it feels strange for them initially, but allow them to have that experience and support them to receive that. Okay, and guess what? Then they're going to pay that forward. They can't help but pay it forward. And it might not be to you, but guess what? It might be to somebody else in their circle who's needing to be lifted up. And I know in our profession as counsellors and psychologists and social workers all working in this wellness space, there's definitely opportunities for us all to raise each other up, whether it's giving people um, acknowledgements, awards, um, shout outs, what, whatever it is, you know, there's always space to make somebody's day better to support them with their practice. Okay. Um, because we understand when we are creating an intuitive led business that there is no competition. No, you're not competing against anybody because you are your own unique version of whatever it is you were put on this earth to do to be to have to create there is no competition how can there be when everybody is so different so is it hard for me to support other counselors 
Absolutely not. Is it hard for me to support other psychologists? Absolutely not. Is it hard for me to support social workers? Absolutely not. In fact, it's so easy for me to do that. And it's a joy for me to do that. Because, you know, no two of us are the same. There is space in the world for everyone. And so an intuitive-led business owner is never, ever, ever going to feel... um, What's the opposite to the, yeah, they're never going to feel like there's that, they're not going to have a scarcity mindset. They're not going to be feeling like, oh, geez, if I give her practice some encouragement, if I give her practice some visibility, then that's going to cost me referrals. She doesn't think like that. She doesn't think in that wounded energy of, you know, she might miss out on referrals. She might miss out on her own opportunities. She might miss out on something, might cost her No, she doesn't think like that. She leads with love or he or they lead with love, right? And there's no space for scarcity or fear when we're operating from that intuitive place, yeah? So you understand when you're running your practice, that your practice is yours, mine is mine, his is his, hers is hers, theirs is theirs. And you know what? We can all work together, okay? And that's probably one of the fundamental things um, that an intuitive business owner understands that others just don't. And that's, again, what gives them that strength. It's, again, that earth element, feeling grounded, a feeling empowered, a feeling connected to the earth, a feeling rooted instead of scared and frazzled and, you know, addled and all of those sorts of things. And now uh, the next one is they just ask awesome questions and they ask them of themselves. Now, what do I mean by this? You know, it's Rebecca Campbell, I think, who used, well, I first heard the term soul inquiry used by Rebecca Campbell. Um, since then, I've seen it um, in lots of places and in lots of my texts and my tarot cards and things like that. But uh, to me, a soul inquiry means asking. It means going within. Um, Megan Waterson talks about it as going within as well, you know, going into the heart space. And she says, you know, further up is really further in when we're trying to connect. And I think that that's so important. And when I'm saying that an intuitive private practice owner is somebody who really is so good at asking themselves the the soul questions, um, what I mean by that is they ask themselves questions that are expansive. They don't say, why is this happening to me? How did this happen? They're not asking those sorts of very restrictive, closed off questions that are going to keep them plain, small, hiding, feeling trapped, feeling hurt, feeling scared, nervous, all of those things. No, they get really, really good at asking themselves, almost self-coaching, at asking themselves, what am I not seeing? How can I? How many ways? Da, 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 da using those expansive questions it's almost like a form of socratic questioning but when you become when you allow yourself to get into the habit of asking yourself expansive questions um it's like it happens well for me it happened really really quickly okay i'll tell you the story just a total side note (laughs) but um like everybody used to talk about journaling i was like oh journaling until I attended like this seminar a few years ago and we were given journal prompts and then I kind of understood what it was. Um, 
And so from there, like I got really interested and I started buying all these journal prompts and stuff like that. And I kind of went through these phases of using them. Um, but what changed everything for me was learning how to come up with my own questions and how to ask them of myself and actually answer them. And what I found super helpful was being able to do this in a journal with a pen or now it's quicker for me and easier for me just to type straight in. And I can't really explain it very, very well to you, but it kind of people talk about, you know, having these ideas and the flow and your fingers just fly across the keyboard. That's what happens to me. My fingers literally just fly across the keyboard. Um, I'm not even like registering what I'm typing because it's happening so quickly and yes I've got spelling mistakes and I can fix them up afterwards but I just I'm so keen to get it all down all these questions just come tumbling out I ask myself what's next what's next what's next what's next um what's my part in this what do I need to know what's the next step and the questions they just I can't explain it they just come these all these new questions just come and then your mind and and your soul start answering them and you just type 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 that's the gold and the when I had my first experience of this, it happened all quite slowly and in a clunky way. And then, but I still got some gold out of it. And then what happened was I left alone for a while. And then the next time I had a challenge that I couldn't find an answer to in the practice, I thought, mm, okay, I'll give that a go. And it probably took about um, maybe four or five instances over a few weeks. So we're looking at a few months now. But now... I can just sit down from the computer and I can just think what I want to um, get guidance on and my fingers will just start flying across the keyboard. It happens that quickly. Like I couldn't even speak how quickly it happens. It just happens. And I don't even know what you call that, but I feel like it's just this really strong sense of connection. And guess what? That's the process I used to put together the masterclass that I did on uh, Saturday. Um, I mentioned it briefly in the last podcast episode, I think. Um, but that was the process that I used and guess what I had so much fun with that masterclass and it was so nice like I'm still getting emails from people like asking me have a look at their content map and everything and, and all this beautiful 10 out of 10 feedback and it just makes my heart so 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 happy and guess what it didn't take me long at all to put that whole masterclass together because once I'd used soul inquiry processes, um, I had everything that I needed and I didn't even have notes. I just knew what I was going to be saying. I mean, yeah, I had some notes to refer to if I got stuck, but honestly, I didn't get stuck. And I spoke at a hundred miles an hour, I think, because I was just so excited to be there. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm saying. That's another difference between somebody who's running a business led by intuition and leaning into intuitive practices versus someone who doesn't, who has a private practice coach that's more about the corporate angle and perhaps isn't integrating all of this sort of stuff. They're using different approaches, okay? And there's nothing wrong with those approaches. But if you're someone who wants to try an intuitive one and be an intuitive-led have an intuitive like private practice then absolutely this is something that you want to try and consider um, implementing and then the last <clears throat> sorry I'm just getting so excited I'm getting dry throat the last one is that intuitive private practice owners are always seeking um, ways to resolve challenges or problems or overcome obstacles in their business that 
are very creative or very unusual. Um, they don't like dry, hard, cold, data-driven. No, that's not them. They understand that that's, yes, important and necessary and essential, but they, they know that's just half of the equation. And that the other half of the equation is, while we have to have the conscious, we also need to be accessing what's there available to us in our subconscious mind. Because you remember that picture that we all learned when we were first studying therapy, that iceberg, and now it's got like the tip of the iceberg above the water, that's your conscious mind. And then all the rest of the iceberg under the water is your subconscious. And that's where all the good stuff is. So an intuitive-led private practice owner wants to tap into and actively finds ways of tapping into their subconscious mind so that they can see what's possible for their practice. They don't take no lying down. They're the sorts of people who say, I will find a way. We can work around this. How can we work around this? Okay. They're not people who are defeated. They're people who, you know, um, I don't know, somebody might come into their business and say, well, you can't do this because of that and you can't do this because of that and da da da, da. But an intuitive-led private practice owner will draw upon an oracle card for guidance or they will journal or they will meditate or they will um, you know, work with their crystals or they will spend time outside um, in nature or they will move or, or they will move their body or they will connect in with their body, use their body as a pendulum to find out what they're not seeing because they know that they only are conscious of what's in that little bit of the tip above the water. Yep, so that they know that there's more possibilities beneath the water level and so they're happy and they're willing and they actively seek ways to access all of this information in the subconscious mind. I know, how cool is this? I love it so much and I hope that you do too. So um, yeah, let me know what you thought about this episode. I hope that you really, 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 really like it. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. If you are a counsellor and you'd like to join a community of other counsellors who are also in Australia, um, check out the notes below. You can absolutely come and join us. The next masterclass is happening on the fourth Saturday of February and it's going to be all about what you're missing, uh, what you're not seeing, what your blind spots are when it comes to attracting clients because I want you to fill your diaries, whatever full looks like for you. Um, I want you to be able to fill your diary this year, um, you know, for all kinds of reasons so that you can help more people, so that you can create an impact, so that you can receive turnover and reinvest in your business and really get it to that level of, you know, success in the way that you define success for you okay now the other thing is there are two coaching places open so if you would like to have a quick chat maybe a digital coffee doesn't cost you anything um, about what coaching could look like for your private practice do let me know um, get in touch with me on Facebook or in the show notes below and I can absolutely set you up with an appointment and if I can help you I will if I can't I will do the right thing and refer you on to somebody who might be better able to okay so thank you so 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 much for joining today it was so lovely to have your company and I look forward to to seeing you next time. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.